Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as Sirius of the Watchful History of Magic Professor, the Flanna Wizard, obviously. Yours truly, me. Uh, please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Einen wunderschönen guten Tag. We're so happy that you're here. Come on in and make yourself at home in our beautiful little cottage on the outskirts of Tenworth. Welcome to our last episode where we discuss Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. This week, we will talk about Chapter 22, Owl Post, again. Before, however, we get into Owl Post again. <laughs> again. Let's talk about Ketchup again. <laughs> again. Trivia again. <laughs> again. And Fansmastic Beasts again. <laughs> again. Are you meditating? I am meditating. I am praying. Uh, sometimes to get through the intro, you just got to like press your hands together and hope <laughs> that you can real just hard. real, just come on. Boy, we got it. Let's go. Smooth it out. Oh, my. I mean, I think I, 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 people, it sounded smooth, right? People, I mean, it's, it's mounted. It's, I mean, what's going on? <laughs> it's mounted smooth. Okay. I think we're nervous because it's the last episode. We're, I, I guess so. It's also kind of hot in here. and it, I'm, just, I'm um, sweating. I am profusely sweating. <laughs> this is like, this takes me back to the days, the old days of podcasting where I'm like, what's going on? It's the pressure of the camera, which by the way, we're thinking about making an exclusive 
uh, perk just over on Patreon or something. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about that later. But uh, we're where definitely, you can definitely see not going away. Where you can see Bill eating dates. Yeah, I've been um, yeah just having a great time eating dates. Too many dates, actually, probably. <laughs> but um, no, I was just praying to, you know, that we got through the intro. And I'm just so, just so thankful. I'm, you press your hands together because you're thankful, too. I'm thankful that we've made it through three books. And I'm super pumped that we've done this, you know? Hey, we have so. to still make it through this episode. We're not done yet. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> True. Oh, I know what you mean, though. What if something happens? I'm so German. What if <laughs> you are so German? <laughs> we haven't done it yet. I know we're mid-episode, <laughs> but we have not actually technically completed this episode. Rico will get a kick out of that. Like, yeah, actually, she's right. Like, you guys, you can't say that you've gotten through three books when you haven't gotten through three right. books yet, you know, I mean. until you post the episode, you know, whatever. Okay, now I'm really sweating. Go ahead. Me what too. We, what's up? Uh, catch up. Let's go. I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of catch up lately. I've just, mm. I, I really am, like you said, grateful for um, a lot mm-hmm. of things that are coming our way. A lot of things that already are here. Mm-hmm. and just how, how life's going. And I feel slowly but surely, even though we had a bunch of snow this weekend, right. slowly but surely, the days are getting a little longer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying mm-hmm. to, I don't know, make it to the next break. Yeah, the sun is shining more <laughs> and more, though. We're getting yes. more daylight. Yes, right? for sure. So, so. Um, yeah, you're right. It's been, it's, uh, we're getting there. Inch by inch, life's a cinch. Mm-hmm. Yard mm-hmm. by yard, life's too hard. Yeah. Right? So there's a saying for you. Something else that you've recently been saying to me, and I want to, I want to, what do you call it? Like, I want to mm, make it, uh, I want to ingrain it in this podcast. Okay. Something yep. that we say. All burn right. it in. Yeah, burn it in. Okay. If it's not a heck yes, then it's a heck no. Yeah. All right. I mean, this is the lifestyle that we are going to start living more and more. And I highly encourage folks to to think about this yeah where do we hear this it's probably on a tiktok or a short or some things and yeah. um it might have been a youtube video who cares right yeah the whole point is, is that i think it was i think it was youtube <laughs> yeah i'm going through my mind my mind palace is sort of like uh why are you asking Pretty us good. questions about stuff that's irrelevant uh basically if 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 it's not a heck yes if you're thinking about like okay should i do this should i go there should i dedicate my time to that my energy to it and you're really not like all in and you're not like mm-hmm. absolutely this is yeah. awesome heck yes let's go do it then the answer is no, don't don't go do it. Right. And I used to, I think a lot of times in my life, I would just sort of say, all right, cool. Somebody else wants, it's a heck yes for them. And they want to do it. And it's something that they think is really yeah. important. And it sounds a little selfish a little bit, but I think, right. I think for people like us, and I think a lot of our listeners who are also kind of, you know, chill, laid back, maybe Hufflepuffs right. out there. Right. Uh, I often think of the Hufflepuff group. I think there's more Hufflepuffs in the world than people realize. Absolutely. And so I'm always here speaking up for them. Uh, because we don't, uh, we just sort of roll with things, you know? Yeah. Unless it really, I used to say that like I was, I, growing up, I just sort of let my friends just, you know, say this, say that or whatever and just kind of keep, I, I let things go to the point where like when it did cross my line, it was really bad. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, now you got to push you back because right. my, my, my line was drawn right in front of my toes. Right. And so if you cross my line, you actually stepped to my toes and therefore you had to go backwards. <laughs> Right. Which is yeah. uh, abrupt. And people are like, well, what happened? But I, mm-hmm. I just think sometimes I have been trying more and more to, to live a lifestyle that is like, yeah, if, if it's not a heck yes, then right. it's a heck no. And we need to just sort of um, move on and fi- find the things in life that are heck yes and keep yeah. going. Like the podcast for me is I love it. I love yes. talking Harry Potter. You know, I was watching uh, one of the videos that I posted and somebody somebody on there said, you know, hey, you look like you're in your 30s and you're like a massive Harry Potter fan like grow up or something I mean they didn't say grow up but I mean essentially that's what kind of what they were saying 
And for me, it's like, I don't know what, like what's, what's the alternative? What yeah. else? Do, are you offering something else? That's, that's just as cool. Cause I, I'll then, I'll then okay. weigh it by the heck yes or heck no. As if we're sitting here, you know, reading that comment and we're like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think we should stop. Shut her down. Shut her down. Turn that it person, off. That person said we're too old. Right. They, we, <laughs> they, they know best. They know best. So I don't know. Anyways, just, I guess something to think about, you know, just uh, try, try your best to, yeah. If, if you're dealing with that, some people are good with just rolling with a uh, hundred different things and they're like different personality types, right? I think right. it's just you and I and our personality type and we and often are, I, I don't know, our calendar fills up so fast. Yes. And I'm sure other people are, are, are like, yeah, well, mine, mine does too or whatever. And that's, that's, if you enjoy that and you want a full calendar, awesome. But yeah. I want my, my calendar to be full of editing and podcasting and conventions right. and cosplay design and, you and know. Yes. And it is <laughs> a lot about... You know, people are used to you say yes because you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And you yeah. have to learn that, especially when you get older and so many responsibilities come your way and so many different things you have to juggle in life. Uh, then, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but, you know, the time we spend doing something that's just okay, we should minimize that. I know there's always things, there's always going to be things that we have to do that are kind of Oh, like, yeah, eh. for sure. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, try to I, minimize those. I mean, since I that, right, there's the point, is that since there are so many things that we just have to do, and it's, right. it's part of being an adult and all and what have you, mm -hmm. then really take that when you have the time, the headspace or the room to, that you have that you have some flexibility in, right? And you yeah. can you can make choices and, and really decide, like, what do I want to do? Um, don't let it be dictated by other people. Mm -hmm. Make sure that it's dictated by you and what you want to do. Yeah. And so I love talking Star Wars. I love talking Harry Potter, uh, Lord of the Rings, all those different things. And so those are the fandoms that I'm in. Yeah. I enjoy it. Um, I like mowing the grass. So like I will volunteer to mow my dad's yes. grass. You know what I mean? Some people will be like, that's a heck no yeah. for me. right? Yeah, I don't true. have to do it. It's your grass, yeah. etc. But I'm like, I, I don't have any grass to mow right, right now. So hook me up now that was not for everybody else out there to be like, hey, hey i got a big old field come mow it uh i already got it you know my dad still still has me employed so yeah uh you know what i'm saying i mean i just want to encourage people with that because i think it's something i've struggled with for such a long time mm -hmm. you don't realize the toll it takes on your body sometimes too your True. mind your spirit and all those different things so uh really evaluate where you're spending and investing your time yeah. and just uh, make sure that make sure that you're and this is all pushed for people to be healthy right yeah. We want you to be mentally healthy, spiritually healthy, physically healthy, all those different things uh, to the best of your abilities. And, yeah. and just um, we want to encourage you. I've always been somebody who just wants to encourage other people. And when I learn or I think of a phrase that is helpful to me, because today I think you had just said to me, is that a, is that a heck yes? And I was like, that's actually a heck no. And so yeah. we're not doing it. Yeah. Right. I mean, that helped me make my decision mm -hmm. because if it's not 90 percent, if we're like 90 percent, like this is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Then we're gonna Excited let it go. About it, Even yeah. if we're at eighty three percent, we're like eh, it could be cool. But, yeah, nah. not sure. Right. I'm just gonna. And mm -hmm. for some people, it's gonna be different. But I just, I just wanted to share with you guys, yeah. kind of what's going on here in our cottage catch up. We're trying to keep caught up with things. Yeah. So therefore, we're, um, we have our own things that we have to stay caught up on. Yeah. This, this daggone <laughs> podcast that you guys are listening to, right? Uh, we want to produce this and make a high quality product for you guys, and and just kind of bring Potter fans together. So yeah. we well, may, sorry. we may in the future be doing a collaboration um, with our friends up at Swish, Swish, Swish and Flick. We talked about this. We yes. actually have another buddy who is kicking off a channel or a project. And if any of you out there already have one or you're a listener uh, from another podcast or, or project or content creator or whatever, mm -hmm. let us know. Because yeah. you said the other day, it's it's really fun to be around like-minded people, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And I just think some people who are into these fandoms, I want to start hanging out with more and, and uh, 
you know, collaborate with. The fan of masterminds. <laughs> yeah. Feel like, all right, sorry, I, got, I feel like I've just been rambling for the past. It's, you know, you know no. when you look up after 10 minutes of rambling, you're like, where, <laughs> what, what did I say? <laughs> okay. You stepped out of time and space for a second and came uh, back. A little bit, yeah. Like, little uh, bit. like Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Oh, my gosh. True. We, wa- we re-watched the end of Dumbledore Secrets. Yes. Yes, we did. That it was, was crazy. Really, really cool. That was wild. Ooh, while I'm thinking about it, um, so we you know we, we, I have the YouTube ta- uh, like the YouTube page. See, I can't talk today. The YouTube <laughs> page, <laughs> I have the YouTube page, uh, the extended edition. Um, it's it's doing great, and we're loving it. It's just a lot of it's it's fun. It gets me, uh, it's it's a way to kind of um, scratch the content creator itch, you yeah. know, to go out there and make some fun videos, do some fun theories, and I'm hoping to host some some lives actually later on when we get into. Yeah, hopefully the t- the TV series oh, or Bad Batch or the Acolyte so or we were talking to your brother the other day. We might have yeah. him on for for Andor. I mean, I'm just excited for all those different things. Um, but I made a new video. We were watching Fantastic Beast and, and I was looking some stuff up just in terms of Nagini and Aurelius Dumbledore yes. and all that kind of stuff. So um, this when we talk on the podcast, we talk to a more intimate audience, if that makes right. sense. Right. And some of you are probably laughing because you're like, did he just use the word intimate? Like, yeah. <laughs> Do we need to coordinate it? I don't know. Um, we're in your ear. We're right in your ear. What's up? <laughs> um, but no, we, we get a chance maybe to to have some of you guys go over and check that out. It's What, what did we make the clip art? We called it... Um, Baby Dumbledore. Baby Dumbledore. <laughs> Baby Dumbledore. So it's kind of crazy, and there's more to it that I could elaborate on. But if you get a chance to go over and like it and uh, yes, leave a comment leave for a call, us. Yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Please. Yeah. Hopefully and something positive. Or if you think it's crazy. I always like when people, if they don't like it, they at least say it in such a way that is kind yeah you know what i mean and they still are kind of like look this is wild and crazy appreciate the effort but it sucks i mean Mm -hmm. at least they threw a couple (laughs) positives on there um before they before they burn it down but if you get a chance to go over and check that out i would really appreciate it and and get your guys's feedback and i'm hoping to make more of those and and um phil worked really hard on these and they look amazing promise it won't be a waste of time yeah, and it's fun. It's I think it's something most people have not thought about. And I think mm-hmm. if I were the creator of the Fantastic Beast series and I was like working my way to make big connections to yeah. the Harry Potter series, I think this is exactly how I would do it. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And I think some people have been like, Well, that's like headcanon now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because <laughs> because is a legitimate connection. Um yeah. and yeah. Um, Am I done rambling? What's going on with that? Yeah, me? no, I I enjoyed that really. <laughs> I enjoy your rambling because um okay. The more you talk, the less I have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually, most of the time, you are a good, what we call here, a wordsmith. You know yeah, how to use yeah. your words well. Sometimes it's, to me, amazing how you talk about things at school and persuade some of your colleagues. And your your arguments yeah. are so well thought out. And here I am stumbling through my words sometimes. So I enjoy your rambles. And I all I wanted to say, sorry, you can uh-huh. say something about it real Look quick. Look at me. I'm already itching to it, get it, back I know, in there. I know. I know. <laughs> sorry. But um, all I want to say is, yes, you're right. Earlier, we can be so proud of ourselves that we made it so far. Like, we made it through three books. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so excited for the next one. Me too. Honestly, so <laughs> it's been... Here at the end, I've done so many different shorts and theories on Prisoner of Azkaban here yeah. at the end that I've been like, all right, I think I've kind of got everything i've squeezed every drop out of this Can't wait like, for the next one yeah though. that i'm like let's it's get huge. To, it's huge that's and where the whole voldemort arc now picks up takes off 
takes it off. Takes off. So I think uh, I hope most of you are with us on this, and I feel like a lot of podcasts that have done a reread, they when they get through the book three and they they go to book four and then they accomplish book four, people are like, all right, they're locked in for the long haul. Like yeah. this is like go time. Right. So that is definitely uh, something to look to look forward to. But yeah. I am proud of us. You know, going back a little history on the podcast as we're wrapping up here, we're going to reflect a little bit. We uh, the first recording that Lottie and I ever ever oh, yeah. did. <laughs> What was it? It was the last episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. And we, at the time, we were kind of thinking about like, okay, maybe we won't do like an exclusive Harry Potter podcast, or Mm -hmm. maybe we would do just sort of a general TV shows thing or a couples thing or something. We weren't really sure. So we were watching the um, the, the, uh, Avatar. Why do I always want to say... What is the show called? It's The Last Airbender? It's, I think Avatar, The in, Last Airbender? In German, we just called it Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. that's probably yeah. what it is. I don't know. You were a huge fan of this, and you like yeah. kind of uh, got me into it. We know the live action is coming out, so we will also be covering that over on Extended Edition. So excited, yep. Yeah, I've, re- I've reformatted that and rebranded that um, podcast. It used to be Star Wars Hangout. It will still be a place where we do a lot mm-hmm. of Star Wars stuff, and who knows, maybe we'll change it back again. I have no idea. I'm all <laughs> over the place. But I, I do know that I want to talk there about um, we're going to keep this super niche and keep right. this to Harry Potter only exclusive. It's Shell Cottage Radio. It's, uh, it's, our, it's our love. It's sort of what connects us. And then going into that, we'll be talking about um, Avatar, and we'll be talking about, um, you know, continue to talk about Star Wars, uh, Rings of Power and yes. whatever. I'm going to do an intro episode on there. So to kind of explain all of that, just the reformatting has taken some time because this year, this new year has been, um, it's been crazy. I've had a lot of meetings. Yep. My first two months has been nuts. But to go back to the original point I was making there was when we first started this thing. Yeah. Um, we did the Avatar recording. We held on to it. Um, you came over here we, and, and we weren't sure if you were going to stay, what the whole deal was right. going to be. Right. I was still in Germany while we were recording right. this. Yeah. Right. So, so once we, um, after we got married, you came over, we're like, okay, like, you're here and we found out that you could stay and I was like oh my god so we had this big sort of debate um the secrets of Dumbledore was coming out yeah and we were like do we start the podcast or not right we were like do we start it and I remember we said a year from now we'll be thankful we started true (laughs) and you think about that so then it's like look where we are now at book three and so it's fun to think back and say if if the, and another encouragement to anybody who is thinking about starting something or doing something mm-hmm. a year later you'll be thanking yourself yeah. right you'll be like wow I'm glad I did that right I'm glad I did that first thing and then you're also glad because you either figured out do I like doing it right. um and then did, did I continue important. doing it yeah because you might be holding on to some plan right. that you want to do and then until you try it you don't really know if it's you if you even like it so go ahead yep. and try it and then you're like okay I like this or gauge your feeling on it continue maybe a couple months and just and see where you're at but yeah and that's almost in anything right that's true that's, it, my sister she, she has an ice business and it's sort of like she dabbled in that for a while and she's like i really like this she yeah. went over to a friend's house saw how they did it and continued uh, down that path i am happy that we started i'm happy yes, that we that we started and that we are here and we got through these books and we've been to leaky con and we we, we, we met plan some on, of you guys yeah right and we plan person, on going yeah. to more conventions we have one possibly coming up i gotta talk to lane about this i think remember april I think we might Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. And I think Megan and Katie are like, let's go up there and do a record. Yeah. Um, That's kind of buried my text messages. This happens (laughs) to me. Sometimes things get buried in messages and emails. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, yes. Sometimes I pick up your phone and you have like 56 unread messages. Isn't that (laughs) unwild? That's it's like literally I don't even. Isn't that unwild? See, I can't talk at all today. Isn't that unbelievable? (laughs) Um, It's sort of crazy. My calendar at school is extremely busy. Yeah, it is during what we call third quarter, January, February. So 
to all of you guys, I haven't had a chance to go really do any reformatting or any changes to the extended edition podcast and other projects. Um, this has just been kind of a catch up for us. I wanted to explain all of that to you guys because, yeah, I've been swamped. And so at the same time, I want to do this project. I want to work on yeah. Shell Cottage and get all of that done. And I've had to actually completely kind of step away from up talking Tolkien for a little bit and then want to come back in the spring. But it's just been wild. Yeah. So a man can only do so much sometimes. Uh, that is true. We all have 24 hours. Right. Well, minus our eight hours of sleep. Right, right. Even and I say heck I yes to sleep, just so you guys know. Yes. You, you better be. I was so. going to say, though, yeah, definitely get you sleep in. I did, though, uh, I'm reading a book right now. Pretty cool. I don't even know the title of it. Sorry, it's an audiobook. Forgot the title of <laughs> the book. <laughs> but this guy is trying to get a lot of, like, big, successful people yeah. to interview them and then write a book about it. And he was like 19 years old when he started. He was in yeah. college. And he talked to one of Microsoft's, Microsoft's uh, one of the managers there. Mm-hmm. And this guy came from China, had nothing. Mm. Was I mean, he made like his first salary in China he made was like $7. That is for a month. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, seven worth $7. Yeah. And But he was very smart and got into university and finally met a professor from the states and showed him his research papers and the professor was like do you want to study in the united states Mm. and uh he was like yes but i can't even pay for the entry tests for the i don't know there's language tests Mm -hmm, and whatnot mm -hmm. and they were worth like two of his salaries and the professor said don't worry about it went back to the states and later he got a letter with a scholarship and everything so Mm. he went to the states Uh, studied there became an engineer worked for yahoo and then went to microsoft his name is chi or g or something chi i think uh and he um, taught himself how to live well with less sleep and he was like sometimes he had to really be careful that it was not getting detrimental to his health but somehow he trained himself to be I've more heard of that. I know some people can do that. I don't know if that's really biohacking Mi- thing. <laughs> right, micro sleep. Because he was not so determined, yeah. so motivated to beat everybody else, you know, with like yeah. more productivity and stuff. And you right. got to be careful that there needs to be a balance with that. But if you really want something for at least a certain amount of time, yeah. you have to put more effort in. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry, we're getting probably, we haven't even gotten into the episode episode yet but um that's probably more something for uh irma pence the recommendation uh, corner yeah we just later moved on, it to the, we just moved it to the front hey it's fine um, you know. that's it was just inspiring and interesting that some people are capable of doing that so. you know what i just realized um yeah. before no. we record episodes uh yeah you, you, you don't realize what I, until i say it right i everything <laughs> that you're doing right now is is causing me to derail and i love it <laughs> I, I love it and i know you guys are probably hating it as listeners i'm sorry but um what I just realized, though, is typically all this stuff that we're saying right now comes yeah. out during our walk. We True. should have a walk before every podcast. walk Sorry, talk. guys. Yes. We typically have our we big could. power walks, talks, and we just, we could record those. We could have mobile microphones and then put that, just um, edit that into the episode as a sec- its own section. Yeah, we could. We could. Uh, but I'm just sort of apologizing to folks or... because the reason this is coming out is we haven't had our walk today. That's why. I know. Yeah. And it's beautiful outside. It's blue sky, but right. we, we wanted to rec- record... <laughs> record this episode and we're stumbling through but we're making it through and sometimes you just have to i need hermione's time turner for like to like (laughs) go back and just be like okay well but then they would never hear this part because it would already be in the first version of the timeline and you never would stumble upon your words so okay all right moving on let's get out of this uh sorry guys we just you know (laughs) 
had a lot to say we it's love like you guys a, we just want to talk to you okay it's like a presentation at school where you get through most of the presentation really really well and then you kind of notice okay you're getting towards the end and then you stop you know like we're getting towards the end of the book and now we're just stumbling through to get it done <laughs> yeah true true <laughs> but that's not what it I feels mean, like though this chapter there's like one or two points that i want to make and then um you know i actually oh kind of here we go. i mean it was wrapping up everything but i kind of enjoyed it because it oh, went I back to it. some normalcy yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I just uh, I just have a lot of points to make on it. So That's okay. I know you do. Well, not that many. It's okay. I, all right. It's okay. I can say it's okay all the time. That's because that's what we Germans do. It's okay. No problem. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. It's no problem. It's um, no problem. They, they say it all the time. I have right. a problem for you. Okay, please. Give it to me. A uh, question. Yes. Uh, since we're starting the new book next episode, I want to know what is the name of the first chapter in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> holy. <laughs> Ooh, holy. It's it's not the Quidditch World Cup. Nine. Right? It is an unexpected phone call. <laughs> right? From the Felatone. From the fel- Felatone. Uh, it has something to do with that, with the phone call. Okay. I give you one more one more chance with a clue think, with think, a clue think about it. the clue is uh think about the movie for a second the movie i mean that the movie starts off with the dream frank is how this one starts i don't even remember uh the caretaker something yeah something it's, it's that you're in the right direction so it's that scene uh-huh but we don't so in the book we don't get obviously it's not harry dreaming while he was already at ron's house but we uh get a glimpse of what's happening at the riddle house and okay. the chapter is called The Riddle House. Dang. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Talk about, like, to go back and, and redo this whole thing and, and, to, and to, to experience this again. Yeah. I can't even remember what it was like opening up the Goblet of Fire and, and getting into it. But yep. I, I, you have to imagine that, well, no, I mean, it, like, then you wouldn't even have known. You wouldn't yep. even have known really what's what you're getting into. But I guess now going back, you're like, wow, this just opens up with a bang. Yes. And I'm so itching to start this because I think the first three books are the most reread books, at least by me. Yeah, me and too. And now the more we move on to the next book and the next book and the next book. It's not as fresh. Uh, it's not. It's not. Right. I think, to be completely honest, I think the last book, this will be my second reread of the last book. Oh, the last book? So I'm extremely excited to get into that book again okay okay i know there's someone out there i'm not gonna say her name who's probably read the books over 50 times or so it's her favorite book okay really okay (laughs) i don't even know who you're talking about okay yeah all i know is um that in my you know origin story of of my, my harry potter lore and knowledge i probably have read the whole series numerous times yeah but not and not in a way where it's like you're 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 doing it Up for until the fifth I have yeah really okay mm-hmm. N- not not in w- n- you know this is for a podcast this is for a project before it was just like on my commute to and from work right and my Com- buddy Tom comfort, yeah, yeah my, my buddy Thomas he was a custodian at the time and mm-hmm. so he could plow through books I Great, mean I, yes. I would like I would literally he would be he'd do an eight hour shift and he'd listen to a book oh yeah my sister in law yesterday she told yeah. me they. She's a interior designer, and at work at their computer, they listen to podcasts. Yeah, I'm like, we can't do that. I wish. <laughs> I wish, and I like in the summertime. That's where I kind of make up for that, yeah. or my or my commute to and from uh, school. But I I did ask the students the other day if they mind if I put on um, continued my 
High Republic series reread. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> while they did seat, seat work, I just kind of played it low next to me and they did their seat work and we kind of yeah. continued on. So it's fun. That's it fun. Okay. Um, so yeah, there you go. The Riddle House, mm-hmm. friends. That'll be next uh, week. We'll be getting into yes. Goblet and, of Fire. And we're staying with the theme of fire. And today or this week, we'll take a look at the fire crab. Really awesome. I love the fire crab, actually, because it was part of the Chamber of Secrets piece. Secrets? <laughs> Chamber of Secrets <laughs> PC game. Sorry, guys. It's just not going to happen. Nope. We've had too many dates today. Sorry. The mou- our mouths are sticky, if that makes sense. That's um, why our, our words are kind of sticking together. The fire crab, though. The I'm fire crab. Right and they were really fun, but you had to... F- there's a lot of them, and you had to fight them. They were like just little beasts that were. They were in the Chamber of Secrets. In the in PC the actual game. chamber. No, no, or no, in the... in the PC game, like of okay. the second year at Hogwarts. Got it. And you had to do some quests, and they were just. I think they were even. They might have been in the first one too. Oh my gosh! Yeah. They shoot flames from their rear end. Okay, oh, I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you, can, you can read about them if you want. And there's some interesting stuff about these. Okay. So first we're going to read the entry, of course, from uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. They have a classification of three X's, which means competent wizard should cope. Despite its name, the fire crab greatly resembles a large tortoise with a heavily jeweled shell. In its native Fiji, a stretch of coast has been turned into a reservation for its protection, not only against muggles who might be tempted by its valuable shell, but also against unscrupulous mm-hmm. wizards who use the shells as highly prized cauldrons. The fire crab does, ho- does, however, have its own defense mechanism. It shoots flames from its rear end when attacked. Fire crabs are exported as pets, but a special license is necessary. Mm, now, okay. interestingly, Rubius Hagrid was able to get fire crabs and manticores to mate before the start of 1994-1995 school year, creating the hybrid Blast Ended Scroots. Did you know that? No, heck no, I didn't know that. Are you kidding? <laughs> I, kn- I knew you were driving towards blast-ended scroots, but I didn't know that yep. the manticore it's and the like fire a crossover. crab. Yep, fire crabs, manticores Hagrid. make a blast-ended scroot. What is wrong with him? He's a breeder. He's breeding. He I is mean, something else. He is something else. I hope he had a license for. Guarantee he didn't. Guarantee he did not. not. I mean, look, he's, he's illegally. He's this. You know, this is sort of why you love Hagrid, and you're also sort yeah. of. He's such a good guy, but you know he's dealing on the black market, doing stuff he shouldn't do. I know. Saying things to these kids, he sh- drinking at school. What's he? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's good-hearted. Well, I mean, you could trust him with he your life, right? A lot. Such a good guy. <laughs> but, I mean, just in this, I think it's in this chapter alone, mm-hmm. or even last chapter, last where chapter he is him. just having a heavy a heavy pour. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think him and Aunt Marge might get along just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, she breeds dogs, right? So Right. And I just, Maybe. you know, the heavy, the heavy pour. Right. Yeah, uh, if she could just get past her her hate of anything right. strange and weird exactly. and you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think the firecrafts are actually pretty cool because of the they have like jewels on their shell that look really pretty. Yeah, and th- I think they're pretty peaceful. If you don't, yeah, you don't mess with them, they mess won't mess with, with them, you. Yeah. Right. So they okay. They have a they have an image of the mm-hmm. um the, the fire crab. Yeah, it looks it's just a tortoise shell. It's their shell is literally a turtle. Mm-hmm. So they're basically like a turtle crab. That's interesting. Um, and then I could see how you would take, if you got the mm. shell, you could turn it into a cauldron right, or whatever. Around, yeah. So, jeez, yeah, protect the heck out of them. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. Would um, you want to have one? Let me think. Um, if they were just out, ru- you know what would be really beautiful? At Shell Cottage. 
Yes. Out there on the coast. Oh, yeah. I wonder if there aren't some fire crabs, just if you could just have That'd them out there so and the sun cool. was hitting their shell and they were kind of, there was this really cool. That makes me think of a painting. Yeah. You could do with like from the view from the ocean. Yeah. And you see in the front, there's a little fire crab. Just a little detail. If you know the series well and you have seen them, you recognize it because it has this shell. Mm -hmm, and then you have mm -hmm. the house in the back and maybe you see someone's in the front yard. Right, right. Interesting. I don't know where this is from, but this is the, the history on these. Um, mm -hmm. During the 1984-1985 school year, a fire crab was one of the three pets that Amos Diggory brought from the Department of Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures as a potential <laughs> gift for Rubius Hagrid's birthday celebration. That is probably from Hogwarts Mystery, is it? It might be. I'm clicking on it here. It says... Because I think that's where what the time... Number 10. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's pretty cool. There is some, some fun games that they... On the wiki, they consider canon. And this game is one of them. And then you read about the Calamities, which is like later in the 2020s. Yeah. And then something about, oh yeah, Jacob's sibling is also mystery. So yeah, yeah. Whenever that comes up, it's it's interesting. Sometimes there's, I think it's cool that they have some characters that we that are just underrepresented in the main series. Like I think Bill is at school. Oh yeah, he re, yeah yeah yeah. Bill Weasley. Yep. And then Amos Diggory is obviously a little older, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, just yeah. cool. Really cool. Um, how many of you guys would like to see uh, or just hang out with Lottie playing the PC? version of philosopher's stone or chamber of secrets me or i would like to do that you i would like to too <laughs> i'm looking at images of this and it just it brings back a it's lot so of fun. just oh, the graphics it's so and stuff. nostalgic for yeah, me it, it takes me back a little bit so the fire the crab looks times. a lot bigger in prison oh yeah they look very Azkaban. different i think i don't i'm not sure oh it yeah in, in the prison. i've never played the prisoner of Azkaban. i have to play that well we need we need that to happen so yes. we're gonna make that a little stretch goal for for uh, this summer but, uh, yeah yeah you had to hit him with a tickling charm. Mm -hmm. That's what this says. In the Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets yes. uh, PC video game, uh, based on the series, the player must hit the fire crab with a tickling charm to knock them over or to get out, yes. get them out of the way or I something. Think you knock right? them over on their shell so they can't. Right, they can't. They can't get you with move. their yeah. with their fire farts. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. That that's their defense mechanism. But you know, anyway. Funny. Rather that than the skunk we have to face every Tri morning. Oh goodness. Good lord. It Poor is skunk, like but I actually I think the skunks are well uh, some of them are just fine. They're off on the yeah. side of the road just covering the road. Yeah. Uh with their spray Marking to make sure we all know they live there. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Sounds good. Would I like to have one? You already asked me that, didn't mm -hmm. you? Okay, and I and said you yes. said you would be nice. Yeah. At the beach <laughs> or whatever. Where's my mind? I have I, a I little pond in the in the yard and front yard would you like to have one yeah like you like if they are in a body of water and just living by the house yeah be awesome wouldn't want to have to deal with people trying trying to come and grab them or try to take no. have to put up defenses and stuff we could put them up once i put up a pretty strong defense and then <laughs> not have to worry about that kind of stuff keep them safe all right friends time to jump into chapter 22 outpost again after rescuing sirius and watching him fly away on buckbeak harry and hermione are running out of time they only have 10 minutes left until Dumbledore locks the door of the hospital wing. If the time-traveling Harry and Hermione are too late, they will be locked out and their alibi will be gone. On their way down, they almost bump into Fudge and Snape as well as Peeves the Poltergeist. It's crucial that they remain unseen until the end of the mission. 
But hiding from the minister, Snape and Peeves cost them a lot of time. With only three minutes left, Harry and Hermione break into a run. With not a second to spare, they reach the door of the hospital wing and sneak right past Dumbledore, who has already shut the door and was just about to lock it. The headmaster beams at them when they tell him that the mission was successful. They get in, and Dumbledore locks the door. The two slip back into their beds. A few seconds later, Madame Pomfrey storms out of her office to check on them. She provides them with more chocolate. Harry thinks it's best to comply and forces down a large piece of candy while listening closely. Then they hear a roar of rage from above. Moments later, an infuriated Snape burst into the hospital wing, followed closely by Fudge and Dumbledore. Snape is going berserk because he knows that Harry has something to do with Sirius Black's escape. But Madame Pomfrey confirms, Harry and Hermione haven't left their beds. Snape knows that he is right, but his hands are tied and he storms out. Fudge is stressed out over Black escaping again, but he agrees to remove the Dementors from Hogwarts immediately, given that they tried to perform the kiss on innocent students. Ron finally wakes up and wants to know what he missed. Harry leaves it to Hermione to explain everything. The following day, the trio discuss their recent experiences and wonder about Sirius and Buckbeak's whereabouts. They meet Hagrid, who was overjoyed about Buckbeak's successful escape. Naturally, the three pretend to be astonished and join Hagrid in his celebration. However, their mood dampens when Hagrid shares some sad news. Lupin's true nature has been exposed, leading to his immediate resignation as a teacher. Prompted by this, Harry hurries to meet Lupin before his departure. Lupin explains to Harry that he had already told Dumbledore the whole truth. He acknowledges that after Snape has exposed his secret to the students, no parent would approve of him teaching their children. Resigning before all of the complaints of angry parents arrive is only for the best. The professor goes on to express that he's extremely proud of how much Harry has learned this year. In good faith, he returns the Marauder's Map to Harry. When Dumbledore enters, Lupin quickly says goodbye and leaves, leading to a sit-down between Harry and Dumbledore. Suddenly, Harry remembers Professor Trelawney's outburst. He tells Dumbledore about her prediction that the servant will set out to rejoin his master tonight. Dumbledore is astonished to hear that his divination teacher actually might have made her second accurate prediction. Harry can't hide his disappointment, though, that Peter Pettigrew escaped. But Dumbledore points out to Harry how important his act of mercy towards Pettigrew was. He suggests it may prove beneficial in the future. Dumbledore also comforts Harry by saying his father's legacy continues through him. As the school year comes to an end, conversations are buzzing with talk of Sirius Black and Lupin's resignation. Most students are extremely sad to see their defense teacher go. Harry, Ron, and Hermione receive good news that they passed all their exams, even potions. Hermione announces that she is going to drop Muggle Studies for a more manageable schedule next year and returns her time-turner, leaving Ron amazed by her secrecy. Harry leaves Hogwarts with a bit of a wrenched stomach. He can't help to think about what this summer could have been like if they had only been able to prove Sirius's innocence. He could be on his way to his godfather's house right now, with a prospect of summer filled with magical adventures. Then a small owl arrives at the window of their compartment. It carries a letter from Sirius, confirming his safety and revealing himself as the sender of Harry's firebolt. The owl is a gift for Ron, and Sirius's letter includes permission for Harry to visit Hogsmeade. This lightens Harry's mood instantly, and Ron is excited about his new pet. Although, he carefully has Crookshanks confirm that the owl is indeed nothing more than an owl. Arriving at King's Cross Station, Ron promises he will get in touch with Harry about the Quidditch World Cup. The big international sports event will be held in just a few weeks. And so Harry parts way with his friends. He greets the Dursleys by teasing Uncle Vernon with a letter from his godfather. After all, Sirius Black is still known as a mass murderer on the run, and he will be checking on Harry over the summer, making sure he is okay. Harry quite enjoys Vernon's shocked reaction as he heads for the exit. This summer might not be too bad after all.
I love the end of the year chapters when they wrap up, especially the first couple of books when they're not as dark yet. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you almost feel like, okay, it's it's this kind of, I mean, all of us, I think, as you go into the summer, you're like, it's been an exciting, yeah. eventful year. You reflect a you're, little bit. Yeah, yeah, right. And then you're, you're rolling into so, some, some rest. I think in the past two, it's been very, Harry now has this peace. He's got a place to look forward to. Mm -hmm. He can face that, that summer with the Dursleys. It's fine. And yep. then now this one, he seems even more... Um, at ease and at peace, right? He's got his godfather. He's he's actually gotten a few things back, right? Right. Uh, and he's got the Quidditch World Cup to look forward to, so no big deal. He yeah. can face Uncle Vernon. Yes. I think he does mourn the prospect of uh, living with Sirius, of course, because that would mean, like we discussed, he doesn't really have to leave the wizarding world. With Sirius, he would just live with a wizard and he could communicate with everyone. But we don't even know if Dumbledore would have allowed it. And we actually said probably not. Right. Um, but let's rewind a little bit to the beginning of this chapter when they're still in the middle or at the end of their mission. Yeah. Because they are afraid they're not going to make it in time. And while we were listening to the chapter, our question was, what happens if they don't make it before Dumbledore locks the door? Because while they run back to the door of the hospital wing, Harry actually asks Hermione what happens if we don't make it. And she all she says is, I don't want to think about it. Mm -hmm. So we were wondering, is it something like a law that the time turner or time traveling requires of you that you have to be back in the place where you left almost at the same time when you left? Mm-hmm. But then we came to the conclusion it wouldn't really make sense because Hermione has been traveling this whole year back in time to go to a different class. But then yeah, she didn't yeah. go back where she left Harry and Ron, but she met them probably at lunch or later on the yeah. next class or yeah, whatever is after that. Yeah. So she was not like when she would come through class one. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One for say, mm-hmm. she she she'd be with Ron and Harry. At the end of that class, she would disappear and go back to her class two. Mm-hmm. And then when she finished with class two, she didn't have to sprint back over. Right. It's not like she got out five minutes early to sprint back to the spot where exactly they disappeared. So yeah, it, it seems like does. for some reason, it's just I don't know. It's it's just the way that it's worded. It makes it seem like something crazy would happen like there's yeah. some magic with the time turner that it would maybe pull them back to that spot or they would get stu- i don't who knows mm-hmm. like it makes it seem like it's they would implode than, yeah. or something i don't even know and it's not that bad it's really it comes down to what i mean you kind of figured this out it comes down to they wouldn't have a alibi yeah yeah they dumbledore's whole plan was to lock them in so no one would no one's suspicion would be raised that they have anything to do with it because mm-hmm. I mean, even though Madame Pomfrey leaves for a minute or so to be in her office when Dumbledore yeah. wants to talk to them, she comes right back out when she hears the door lock being locked by Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in her mind, she's, when she comes out, she sees Harry and Hermione back in their beds. Or yeah, yeah. to her, they're still they in their beds. Still in their beds, yeah. Because they never left. What actually happened was, and this first, to me, for, felt like an inconsistency. When I first read reread this, um, because we assume that time travel in the Wizarding, Wizarding World is explained by the self-consistency mm-hmm. timeline. So there's no multiple timelines. Uh, that means events in the now are already altered by the future time travel. Mm-hmm. As yeah, Harry yeah, yeah. sees himself in the first time right, that right. happens, right? In the now. Uh, or Buckpeak is never killed. Uh, and when we come to the end of their mission here... It gets interesting because when Hermione and Harry are about to travel back in time in that moment, they see Dumbledore close the door and he says he's going to lock them in. And I went back to that previous chapter where he does that. It's never described that they actually hear the action of him locking the door in that Mm -hmm, moment. mm -hmm. They only see him close it. Otherwise, it wouldn't have made sense that they now make it before he locks it because they would have had to see their future selves come in before he locked the door. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they didn't see that. Yeah. No. And thankfully, this all makes sense because they don't witness Dumbledore lock the door before they leave, therefore leaving the possibility open that their future selves make it back in time before they're locked in. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Can I summarize? Yeah. Okay. So essentially, as they are about to go back in time, what you're saying is if they, you know, Hermione puts the necklace over mm-hmm. Harry and spins it back three yeah. turns, mm-hmm. right? If they were looking through an open door, you know, we, we see in the movie, it's a great, you know, <laughs> Dumbledore's peeking yeah. back through and he's just like, you know, three, three turns should do it, yeah. whatever, right? Um, but if that door were still open in the book mm-hmm. and they, they would see themselves. Yes. They would see right themselves. Right now, they would see themselves. Right. Yeah. And then they would know we made it. Right. So there was, there'd be no risk, mm-hmm. really, in terms of like, okay, are they going to make it? Is this going to work or not? Mm-hmm. They would see themselves at least surviving. Um, whether they were successful or not, they don't They, they don't really know. know. Right. They don't so, really 
yeah, yeah. talk so to themselves. It's still up in the air. But what happens is, is he shuts the door, which allows the other. I mean, at that same time, because we know Hermione can be in two to three different classes at the same yep. time. Uh, as they are traveling back in time, they themselves are running towards that door. Right. What Dumbledore knows, he closes the door and he knows mm-hmm. he can turn right around and see if, are they there or not. Exactly. Yeah. What, though, cool. what, if I was Hermione in that moment, though, what would worry me, she knows how time travel works and that all your time travel actions already play out in the present. Mm-hmm. If I was her, I'd be extremely nervous that I didn't see myself come back in before Dumbledore closed that door. If that makes sense. Yeah, and, they, and as you said, they didn't hear it lock, so they, he can he can open it. Right. Up. It tells so. her either they didn't make it, or it's extremely close, but she doesn't know yet. And of course, right. you know right. that's a. I mean, J.K. Rowling had to write it that way, otherwise all the suspense would be gone. Yeah. Yeah. For but, sure. Um, just for from the character's point of view. She probably didn't have time or she thought, okay, it would be logical for Dumbledore to close the door, wait for them, then let them in and then lock it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 always been weird. I see a lot of questions over on Reddit and Quora and different places where people are just now getting into this and they're like mm-hmm. wondering. They always go to the multiple timelines thing. And that's something mm-hmm. that J.K. Rowling was like, no, I can't do that. Um, I can't allow yeah. there to be a fractured timeline. It no. needs to be closed in consistent loops. And so. it's interesting. We talked about this because... You would think it is kind of a fractured timeline because a Hermi- the Harry and Hermione, when they just walked in, Dumbledore lets them in, right? Mm-hmm. They see that version of themselves have just, they have just left. Yeah. So they have just started their time travel back in time as if they are in a loop. Mm-hmm. Same with Hermione, who goes to the next class. Mm-hmm then goes to meet Harry and Ron maybe in the class after that, but the Hermione that was just with them mm-hmm. would then travel back to go to that second class. Mm-hmm. So that's where you think, okay, it doesn't make sense. But if you think of the time travel action does make two timelines in that one moment, mm-hmm. they exist together at the same time as they can see their past selves, right? Mm-hmm. In that timeline. Mm-hmm. Then... You come to that moment where you travel back in time and here is where you think, okay, now there's the loop where they, their past selves go back mm-hmm. right now, but this is where the timeline closes up again and they become one timeline again, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. They can't do things that aren't consistent in the mm-hmm. first timeline. So there's, there's sort of laws that govern the fact that they can't do certain things and then they come back to a certain point where it does close and you only have these the small fracturing or, or, or split or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a good way to look at it kind of. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know if that made any sense to you at all, but um, it helps me understand, you know, even though it's it hard to talk about out loud, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's hard without like a chart or a visual to help yeah. you kind of like think through it. So yeah, if it didn't make any sense at all, I was also a little struggling. I'm like, Oh yeah. It takes me a second to catch up on what you're saying. Yeah. Not that you explained it, but it's just like, even as I talked about it a few uh, episodes ago, I was mm-hmm. listening during the edit. I'm like, sound like a crazy man. Yeah. <laughs> what, what am I talking about, actually? Yeah. And it's like Hermione one versus Hermione two and three. Right. And so you're like, uh, I'm. It was. It's hard to explain. I can't believe. Um, what if you're a podcast who talks about um, the Marvel verse and time oh travel there and the different universes or um, multiverse? Multiverse. And, yeah. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I mean, I do love it. I they love to think have about discussions it. Discussions like that. So. Yeah, I think I would just end up in my own time loop you know i feel like sometimes i would be just sort of like um wow how many bops are we gonna get on that microphone hey that was my big headphones okay okay uh but no it, t- time travel is fun it's interesting to think about and it's it's got all the different paradoxes and yes. whatnot different principles behind it but 
it yeah. made for a very it was a very bold decision in mm-hmm. the series to do. Yeah. And you had to do it in a way that you were very that you limited it and you capped it. I mean in oh. Star Wars we have that it, we talk about that a lot in terms of the um the world between worlds, like opening mm-hmm. up time travel True. and the possibility of, of making yeah. yeah, like saving Ahsoka, mm-hmm. going back in time. It's sort of the same idea as, as the same self consistency right. thing. Uh, closed well, loops and stuff sort of with star wars we don't know though if ahsoka ever you know was ended by her master uh-huh in the first timeline and then in the second timeline ezra can right. save her or if it's just like in harry potter this was always part of the first exactly timeline yeah. so people have debated it hotly and it's one mm-hmm. of those dangerous thing to bring into your fandom yeah. because it can i bet before you publish that third book you have to reread it again and again to see if everything oh, is yeah. consistent like the little detail of dumbledore not they don't hear the lock in the door right otherwise right. it wouldn't make sense yeah so i yep. mean still well done it's uh I know people can complain about it but you know it's still it's a hard thing to do and i'm glad she decided to do it i enjoyed it first time reading this book it totally blew my mind yeah yeah with yeah. uh harry casting the patronus and everything so yeah. now they're back in their beds eating munching on some chocolate uh that madame pomfrey gave them and then they hear snape's roar mm-hmm, of fury mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they hear dumbledore fudge and snape draw nearer so they can conclude they just found out sirius black's gone What's interesting to me is that Fudge, as they walk back in, suggests, or no, before, right before they come in, they hear him suggest Black must have apparated, which makes me a bit disappointed in the Minister of Magic. How does he not know that you can't apparate to and from Hogwarts grounds? Yeah. <laughs> but what other explanation is there? I mean, you know. I know. I also wrote down, maybe he believed, um, you know, one cannot break out of Azkaban and Sirius proved them wrong he managed Mm -hmm, to do that mm -hmm. as well so i don't know maybe it's plausible um then i thought it was funny when in the book quote it says dumbledore alone looked calm when they walked in yeah he always does doesn't (laughs) he He always does he always does yeah the fandom knows that (laughs) well it was either right i think it was also either last chapter or this chapter um as they're coming in i don't know when it was but they're going up to check on black and fudge offers the um order of merlin yeah basically says that snape is going to be rewarded for this and then um he can also like he was even talking at some point i can't remember exactly what the quote was but that he would um you know that the daily prophet would love to hear about what snape has done and then Mm -hmm. maybe once harry potter comes back to his right mind he can also share how you how you know you saved his life Right. And and this this is all setting up for this grand sort of awesome. Not only is Black somebody who used to bully him, captured, caught, turned in, uh, success, Snape is a hero. He has sort of like uh, done his duty here, protected Harry Potter, yeah. and he gets Order of Merlin and all these different acts. This is all yeah. heading in the right direction for him. And he's been right this whole time about these guys. He knows right. a side of them that uh dumbledore seemingly is blind to in terms of yes. remus and sirius and, and and the marauders uh they've always seemed it always says seemed to him that there was a lot of favoritism shown towards them which is why i think snape justifies his favoritism towards the slytherins yeah i feel like they're not yeah. favored much at all and so in his experience he with dumbledore for that yeah i think it's sort of kind of like well i'm going to be there for them sort of because yeah. he's seen that with with the marauders he's he, he is 
actual experience where was told by the headmaster, hey, don't say anything about yeah. this. Nothing about, yeah. about Remus and the werewolf. Um, Sirius almost got him killed, right? Mm -hmm. And no punishment really. Or maybe there was, like we said, there was some detentions or something. But still, he no. did not feel like the punishment was severe enough or right. whatever. And he felt reprimanded by the headmaster. Yeah, for sure. And now he's, the same thing is about yes. to happen again. Yes. Same thing. So. You know, I wonder sometimes, sorry. <laughs> I wonder sometimes what that looks like when, if you're a Slytherin and Snape makes an announcement or like, what is he like when he's actually What if he's totally, Slytherin? yeah, totally different and he's super chipper and excited and, and oh. pumped around them. But then he has this <laughs> second demeanor where he's in class and they're all like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He switched it on. It's so. They don't know the, the Professor Snape that we know. to know. I know. And somebody made a meme. It was hilarious about Snape. Imagine, you know, how Professor McGonagall in this next book, uh, she teaches the kids oh, gosh, the dance yes, yes. to get ready for the Yule Ball. Right. How did Snape do that? <laughs> yeah. How did he approach that? <laughs> Don't know. Guarantee he passed uh, the buck hilarious. on that one. And then somebody, I think somebody made a montage where they, um, they took another, like uh, Alan Rickman in another role where he was in another movie where he was dancing oh, with true. some yes. lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it was hilarious. Yeah, he's out there, he's out there <laughs> dancing away and showing them this is how it's done. Yeah. That's great. So just sharing cool. that with you guys. What if he conjured up like some sort of like, um, it looked like Lily Potter and no one really knew. Yes. He was just out there dancing with this Lily Potter that was sort of Aww. spirit kind of like being and he was dancing with her in front of the Slytherins. Aww. I mean, maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, we know he can't let anybody know about that secret. True. So. Sorry. Yeah. Kay. But I did want to read real quick. I wanted to read that little passage where he has his outburst. Yeah. And talk about that, let, that being the last big thing we talk about. And then we get, we roll right out in, out in, what? Roll right out of this chapter? With yeah, we roll right out of this chapter. <laughs> on Hogwarts Express. I don't know what I'm saying. They see us rolling. <laughs> Go on. Wow, I just licked the microphone. Did you lick the microphone? What's going on? I don't know. Okay, so Snape's outburst. Uh, Fudge, Snape, and Dumbledore came striding into the ward. Dumbledore alone looked calm. Indeed, he looked as though he was quite enjoying himself. Fudge appeared angry, but Snape was beside himself. Out with it, Potter, he bellowed. What did you do? Professor Snape, shrieked Madame Pomfrey. Control yourself. See here, Snape, be reasonable, said Fudge. This door's been locked, we just saw. They helped him escape, I know it, Snape howled, pointing at Harry and Hermione. His face was twisted. Spit was flying from his mouth. Calm down, man, Fudge barked. You're talking nonsense. You don't know Potter, shrieked Snape. He did it. I know he did it. That will do, Severus, said Dumbledore quietly. Think about what you are saying. This door has been locked since I left the ward ten minutes ago. Madame Pomfrey, have these students left their beds? Of course not, said Madame Pomfrey, bristling. I would have heard them. Well, there you have it, Severus said Dumbledore calmly. <laughs> Unless you are suggesting that Harry and Hermione are able to be in two places at once, I'm afraid I don't see any point in troubling them further. And then Snape stands there, stares from Fudge, who is shocked about his behavior, to Dumbledore, whose eyes were twinkling behind his glasses, and then he whirled about, ropes swishing behind him, and stormed out of the ward. You want to say something first, and then... um. Yeah, I have something to say about this, too. Go ahead. Dumbledore lied to the minister, 
lied to Snape, but also mocked Snape a little bit here because if Snape does know that they're able to, if he does know that Hermione has a time turner and that was Dumbledore's subtle way of kind of saying, wink, wink, we use time travel, Mm -hmm. talk to me later and stop talking, Severus. Exactly. Right? I'll explain. Because the whole big piece with this is earlier... He didn't have time to bring Snape around to reason no. with him. He didn't have time to talk to anybody. He had yeah. no time. So now he's sort of saying in in, in open, right? I mean, in code to Severus Snape, yeah. this is what's going down. Please stop talking. And then boom, away he goes. Yeah. Okay. You say something and then I'm going to say something. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking before this whole conversation here. I wasn't sure. I thought, I think we came to the conclusion no one probably knows because Fudge probably doesn't even know what's who. There, there is a department who is responsible for the time turners in the ministry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think Fudge has no clue. No, really. I don't think Fudge knows because how many students have time turners or what the deal. No. In this moment, uh, like you said, I wonder if Dumbledore was testing Snape's loyalty here. Mm-hmm. He says. Unless you are suggesting they could be in two places at once, why would he hint so strongly at a mechanism that's so unique to time travel, risking even Fudge putting two and two together? Right, right. If not to tell Snape something like, they used the time turner with my knowledge and consent. If you have anything to say about it, go ahead, but be aware of the consequences. Like almost like, don't say anything or, you know, we're done. Yeah. Something well, like that. Well. Um, <laughs> which... I think was discussed really well in the Dumbledore book. Yes, it Urban. was. Yes, it was. Uh, this is a this is a turning point, literally, for uh-huh. for Snape and Dumbledore. Dumbledore's relationship. Yeah. And this is, of course, all assuming that Snape knows about the Time Turner. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the moment where I changed my mind. I think he does know because, like you said, when Dumbledore looks at him and says that, which is so obvious, Time mm-hmm. Turner, but in code, if you have no clue. Right. then fudge is just like he has like other whatever. worries right yeah. now he's so worried about his reputations the daily um, profit yeah right yeah uh yeah so that's what it make me, makes me think he knows about it and he's like okay he has to make a decision here he's super mad at dumbledore for this because he doesn't understand yet he doesn't know the details he just knows that dumbledore is behind this mm-hmm. with them so in summary because i'm gonna drive to my second point here yes please. i want to make this very clear yeah. for everyone all right <laughs> Dumbledore had no time. He sends Harry and Hermione back to do all of this. Yeah. Uh, Snape right now, before he makes that decision, is looking like the hero, Order of Merlin. Exactly. All of this looks great. He is outraged. He comes rushing down to the the hospital wing. Mm -hmm. He is correct. Harry had something to do with this. Mm -hmm. Dumbledore, in code, openly either one of two things, either mocks Snape Mm -hmm. or literally says to him in code... Hey, we used a time turner. And as you said, don't mess with me right now. Shut it. Now, the follow up on that, what's worse than that is the next day um, they they go on. So Lupin has been out as a werewolf running amok the night prior. Right. And Snape's like, well, maybe at least Dumbledore is going to like that's still going to be an issue. But instead, Dumbledore covers Again. For Lupin takes the credit of Snape's rescue away from him Mm -hmm. and gives it to Remus and says Remus was the one who was attempting to rescue Harry. And so you're like, wow, that's a big problem. I mean, Mm -hmm. now Snape is like, hold on a second. 
you, you totally covered all of this up. You let a mass murderer go. They might have a separate discussion later on about yeah. whether Sirius is innocent or not. They can they can agree to disagree on that and yeah. they'll figure that out. But what really hurt and what I think really drove sort of this divide between between them mm-hmm. is the fact that like he takes all of the credit, nothing. He gives nothing to Snape and literally goes on the defense for Remus, yeah. a Gryffindor, yeah, a werewolf, yeah, that lied to him. And yes. and he and his friends were illegal, unregistered animagi running around. This is the whole problem. Yeah. And Snape is, is trying to say, Dumbledore, don't you see? It's their nature. It's who they are. They've always been this way. They've been yeah. this way since the early days. Like when we were in school at Hogwarts and you were headmaster or whatever. And you still are not understanding this. Yeah. And so then I'm trying to to tell you all of this is going down and you're just covering for Potter, covering for Remus, and now Sirius is good too. I understand why, if you're not going to explain things, and maybe he did, but we never really get the, any big explanation or understanding as to why he and Se- I, I feel like you're Severus, you're just like, bye. Peace, yeah. man. Peace. I did my part. I protected Potter. I have been here. I'm helping. And you're doing nothing but making me look like a fool. You're not listening to me. You're not fe- You're not yeah. actually giving me information yeah. about what's going on. You're protecting all these Gryffindors. And I feel, again, like an outcast. Right. And very well said. Eventually, of course, he has a conversation with him because we know Snape is part of the Order. And he, they, he goes to headquarters and he's serious there and he, right. he's in the know that yeah eventually he's what in the happened know, for really. sure for sure but uh i agree dumbledore messes up and it's really bad timing because we know what's going down next year and yes. that snape's loyalties are tested here on mm-hmm. dumbledore's mm-hmm. side and then again with voldemort yeah for sure for sure i mean it's he he will need snape next year yeah Big time. Big time, yeah. And this year, didn't need him as much, all, all as well, and then it ended up working out. Could have been very bad. Mm-hmm. Could have been very bad. Like, if you imagine that Sirius Black is what everyone thinks he is and is a mass murderer, then Snape is right. Then they should have questioned Remus more yep. carefully. Yeah. Um, there were secret... Yes. There, there was knowledge that Remus could have told Dumbledore, which would have Absolutely. maybe helped him apprehend Sirius Black and question him middle of the school year yeah. right so from snape's perspective there's a lot of things that it could have gone differently had people yeah. have listened to him and taken him seriously yeah and so this divide starts to grow and it continues to grow because all the accolades are taken away from him the minister yeah. of magic wants to give him order of merlin nope that's not happening remus is going to be booted. remus is only booted i mean there's the curse right right but remus is only booted because snape really lets leak out there that he's a werewolf and it's sort of like you know what Dumbledore you're going to go ahead and cover for him and like that's what's said in the chapter is that he covers for him and it gives the well he was trying to save you know the kids yeah that's why he rushed out and he didn't get his potion etc and that's partially true right I mean he is rushing out there to figure all this out so was Snape so was Snape I mean I can't believe I sound like I'm sound like I'm defending Snape like like a crazy man right now he will need him in Goblet of Fire, and he's got to start working. It will test yeah. this relationship big time, especially once they yes. realize the stakes are up there. I feel like yeah. if there was a gap year, this divide between them could have grown a lot yeah. further. But the fact that Voldemort is returning right away. They need to get it together. This, yeah. this is what Dumbledore has, has tasked him with and said, this. So not the not, serious black. I, I feel like for the for these first three years, Snape's like, I've done my duty. I've protected him from Quirrell, yeah. right? Uh, Chamber of Secrets was a little, okay, whatever. But I protected him from Sirius Black. And that was nothing compared yeah. to... You. 
Year four yeah. is where we need you, Severus. You mm-hmm. got to step up. This is where we're like we're. Oh yeah. Everyone is being a little outsmarted, and it's just sort of they're going to need all hands. Oh on yeah. Deck. At the end of the so, year, little spoiler. Remember, yeah. they were like, "Okay, you got to go. You know what to do, Severus." Exactly. And you, Severus leaves. Oh, I got chills. It's got chills. Amazing. Time to step up. <laughs> Here's your moment, and you get no reward for it. Yeah. You get no order of Merlin for this. No. Nope. <laughs> oh man. People like to diss Snape, and I do too. I, I I get, I understand, but I mean, uh, there was no pat on the back. I mean, he was about yeah. to get a pat. That's the thing. He's about to get something here from yeah. the minister, and he's about to get some good and, marks his way. Yes, and that's and all it taken. was also like we talked about his personal kind of redemption mission for yeah. Lily. Yeah, yeah. Because he messed up with that, and yeah, feels responsible for sure. Yeah. So. Yep, but it's okay. He'll have his moment, and uh, we'll keep watching old Professor Snape. Hey, sorry, I had to go off a little bit on that. That's that great, though. Yeah, it's it was... something we don't we don't. It's a little thing. I think we always think about this mm-hmm. bit with the time turner, but what really drives the divide between them is the fact that like he d- it doesn't feel like re- that Remus is reprimanded, and it feels like all of the Snape went out to try to save them type of thing because he did snape went out there to try to save them from sirius black right and he sees lupin going out there he doesn't know what lupin's about but he's like okay they're headed this is fishy and he goes out there and he's correct there is something going on yeah but nope none of that will see that none of that will see uh the light of day yeah and we talked about it and we don't have an answer yet we were just wondering we totally forgot how this whole sirius black affair went on in the summer because everyone kind of forgets about it i think he's still in hiding he's in hiding and he said something in this chapter in his letter sirius says he's going to show himself to some muggles so they far away from hogwarts i think it's just somewhere out of the country so in another country they're now busy looking for black right whereas the british ministry now is not as involved anymore Mm -hmm. only like Mm -hmm. you know if you have foreign relations they'll still blame him for stuff that's that continues on i think they just he just outsources it yeah to somewhere and then they that's where the british ministry is like he's gone yeah (laughs) so yeah um before we head on the hogwarts express with everyone and uh harry goes home he has some last talks with lupin and dumbledore and just to underline your point again, Snape tells the Slytherins about Lupin. Now everyone knows he's a werewolf, but what's the students' body's reaction is they're all sad. They're all almost like outraged to see him go. Yeah. Even though they know he's a werewolf. It's more like the mm-hmm. parents, they don't really know what the classes were like and they would be... Mm-hmm. Not, they wouldn't feel safe probably having their kids around yeah. a werewolf. They don't know him. They yeah. don't know the precautions. But they just hear werewolf and no. Students out. are like, why? You know, they right. don't really want to see him go. And they're very sad. Uh, Dumbledore, though, says something that I have probably overlooked for quite some time. When Harry t- kind of confesses to him, he feels defeated. And he doesn't feel like he made a big difference. Dumbledore vehemently says absolutely not you made all the difference in the world because you help an innocent man Mm -hmm. uh, save his life and then harry's like well you know he tells him about the prediction that trelawney made Mm -hmm. and uh, he feels now responsible he probably helped peter return to lord voldemort and if he comes back Mm -hmm. then you know it will be kind of his fault but dumbledore says something different he says pettigrew owes his life to you harry 
You have sent Voldemort a deputy who is in your debt. When one wizard saves another wizard's life, it creates a certain bond between them. And I'm much mistaken if Voldemort wants his servant in of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And then Harry's all like, I don't want to be connected to Harry, uh, to Petty, Petty Grew. Yeah. Because um, he betrayed him. But then Harry says, I don't want a connection with Petty Grew. He betrayed my parents. And Dumbledore's like, this is magic at its deepest. It's most impenetrable, Harry. But trust me, the time may come when you will be very glad you saved Pettigrew's life. Mm-hmm. And this is a hint at the In book three, very all the way. end yep. of the whole series. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's, re- it's really cool. That's amazing. It's, and I think it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's that plays out in a lot of uh, mythology, fantasy, uh, just just epic storytelling in terms of, yeah, somebody, you, you do this, uh, you do the right thing, you spare a bad guy's life or whatever, they remember it later on. And they're like, you know, yeah. I'm only here because that person you know allowed it to be really yeah. or, or stuck up made the right choice and and so yeah they're in your debt a little bit and it does affect their as long as if they're not truly evil right they'll yeah they have some conscious left they're sort of like yeah okay i owe him one mm-hmm. and and i think there's even more good left in peter by the end of the series than people give him right. credit for but for sure uh there was this uh debt that he owed uh, Harry Potter. Plus, there is a theory even next year when he brings Voldemort back and brews this potion in front of Harry where it says flesh given willingly by mm-hmm. his servant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, how willingly does Pettigrew give his flesh? Oh, yeah. That's one. right, right. Like, how did that right. alter the potion in any way that it wasn't Bet it did. Really? I mean, Bet we it did. know. He doesn't have a nose, does he? <laughs> so. <laughs> It's not like he got a full. Uh, it's probably why he's so ticked at Peter, right? He's like, uh, I, the, it, the, the 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 potion said willingly, dude, and you like half willingly, <laughs> like cut your hand off there. What's going on? I mean, like theory why um, why Voldemort doesn't have a nose? Because Peter Pettigrew wasn't willing enough. Okay, oh crazy, oh, that's gosh. crazy. That anyway, yeah. Thanks for laughing. Uh, yeah. No. So. And uh, another school year ends. And, and uh, another school year ends. Their journey. Harry kind of leaves um, sad about pr- Prospect. We talked about this yeah. in the beginning, yeah, yeah. right? And then he knows he's returning to the Dursleys once more. Mm-hmm. But there is a little surprise on the Hogwarts Express. And I think this makes all the difference for him this summer. It's a letter from Sirius from a little owl called Pigwidgeon. Right. And it's for Ron. It's so sweet. I think that Sirius thinks about Ron. You yeah. know, they just met and he's he knows, okay, Ron and Hermione to Harry, they're his best friends just like for him it was Remus and James and back then even Peter. And he wants to get to know them, I think. And right. uh, is there for he's the godfather and now I mean he is the father figure for Harry. He tells him about the firebolt that he give, gave it to him as 13 years birthday presents right right 13 years to make birth. up for all those yeah, years yeah thanks. yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um yeah i just think it's so sweet that he knows that ron was pretty attached to his pet and now he has his own owl and ron holds pigeon pigeon pigwidgeon yeah. Pidge- yeah. <laughs> to, to, to crookshanks yeah, yeah. and ask him to sniff him if it's really a, an owl and I have this super cute little video. I just wanted to show you what kind of owl Jin is. Okay. Um, 
I found this on YouTube. I'm going to link this video in the show notes. It is so cute. It is called, let me see, Teeny Tiny Owl. It's a Scops Owl is what okay. Pigwidgeon is as well. Look oh at my this. gosh, look it's at just this. a small little... Look at this cute little look guy. Look at the eyebrows on that guy. Look, look at this. Okay. Yeah. Let's go back to it. Look at this guy. So, so cute. cute. That's cool. I want one of those. Yeah. yeah, I bet maybe he struggles a bit with carrying <laughs> the post. The eyes. That's where... How much I mail, how much mail can he... This is what inspired the... What are they called? Furby? Do you Furbies? remember those toys? Furbies? Oh my gosh. This totally inspired them. Look Probably. at the eyes. Yeah, the eye. Oh yeah, for Furbies. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Those are Furby yeah. eyes. I just wanted to... That's just, cool. That's cute. to show you. Super cute. Yeah. He'll have a fun time with Pidgewidgen, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So, uh, last thing, last thing. Yeah. Promise. It's the prospect of the Quidditch World Cup. And yes. Ron promises he will call Harry on the Felatone uh-huh. and make plans for him to come over, which lightens Harry's mood. Yeah. And it's so exciting. They both love Quidditch, and it's yeah. it's going to be it's gonna be a blast, you know. They didn't really talk about Hermione coming, but... Uh, Right, I mean that's not really talked about here at the at at the end, but it uh, ends up happening. So yes, anyways, great chapter, great end to the book. Um, I I really I, I I enjoyed. I'm so glad we're doing this reread, and I think we've we've learned um, learned a lot. Gone back and revisited some characters and some moments that I had totally forgotten about. Yeah, and I know that as I get older, I am I'm nitpicking here Dumbledore and some of the professors and different things, but it's all for fun. Just so you guys know, I'm just messing around. I like to kind of. Uh, play devil's advocate a little bit and defend Snape or defend certain people here and there that maybe don't have a, a good defense in the series because it's told from Harry's perspective. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Um, I think we do. Do we have an outpost today? Yes, we do. Uh, it flew in right on Instagram. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Where Nana, I'm so sorry if I say it wrong, Nana K is her writer's name. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram called resident.voice. And we met her at LeakyCon. Awesome. She's a writer, I think a poet. And so yeah. I think she does a lot of things. But yeah. I think I, we know her from uh, being a writer. Yeah. That's how she introduced herself to us. And we sat with her, uh, listened to one of the panels. Couple was panels, it Lori yeah. Kim's panel about... We were in that one, yeah. And the we business were, panel, too. I think we were even in the Avatar panel and the business it panel. It might have been. It was great. We yeah. saw her a couple of times. And we've been following each other. And um, she just sent a message last week, which was really, really nice. And we asked her if we could share it on the podcast. So here it is. Uh, she says, I'm a bit behind on the podcast, but just finished listening to this and absolutely loved it. So that was last episode. I'm a bit bummed that I missed tossing in my choice on the poll for Harry Potter power couples. So you can still do that on YouTube, by the way. The polls, I think they're always open, right? You can always vote. Doesn't yeah, matter oh, yeah. How and old comment too. There's a bunch and of really comment, cool, right. cool yes. comments on there, yeah. And she says, love the takes you both had on Snape's inner conflict. The influences on Fudge's character, Dumbledore's awareness of the timeline, the theories behind the time turner. Never thought about it almost having its own consciousness when it comes to sending people back in time. Your analysis on Harry's revelation during the time travel timeline even inspired a few new realizations about Harry's character development over the course of the book series. And then later she, um, we wrote back and forth a little bit and she said she um, is actually planning a theory. Ooh, okay, okay. And send it to us about yeah. um, Harry's father figures and his development. Oh, let's go. Which would be 
extremely interesting. So we are excited for that for sure. And I think she's also planning on um, presenting, like having oh, our no own way. panel on uh, the next LeakyCon. At LeakyCon? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wish LeakyCon had a live broadcast so we could go see all the different panels yes. and hear everybody. Yeah. Uh, like a, like a recording or something some that you do, could purchase. Because I, I saw, uh, I don't know, when M. Wallbank and... Um, yeah, yeah, uh, Trey and, Trey, and, and yeah, and when they were all Shanwell's. having their panels, sure. someone was filming. So I don't know if that was exclusive to exclusive to their own. Yeah, their own probably TikTok. their own social media and things yeah. like that or whatever. But yeah, I th- I think it would be cool if they had the recording somewhere for some of those panels that you could just you know pay an extra fee and kind of go yeah. watch because there were so many good presenters and I mean, if right. she's going to present that would be that'd be yeah. awesome that would be huge yes. and I would love to hear some thoughts on the father figures uh, in, in Harry's lives. I'm I'm looking at. Um, Snape right now we're reading Laurie Kim's book and and mm-hmm. all the ideas we're getting from that are kind of wild it, it starts yeah. off a little slow and I, I I it wasn't until like chapters three four or five where I was sort of like um there's a lot of symbolism here yes. and there's a lot of things that I did not think about in terms of just connections to other parts of the story you kind of get locked into one part of the story yeah. where that action is happening and what Snape is doing but sometimes what he's doing in that situation is symbolic to something that had happened earlier to him or in his life when he was a kid. It's yeah. great. So any of that sort of deeper analysis um, where you're looking at really not explicitly what is there on paper, but reading between the lines, I love that. So yes, I feel free. Send us any of that anytime. We would yeah. gladly read it here, feature you. And uh, yeah, again, we'll leave a link down to her social media. You guys go mm-hmm. follow her and, uh, and support her. That'd be great. That'd be, great. be awesome. All right. All right. Well, I think that is that's it for Prisoner of Azkaban. That's it. We're out of time, friends. We're <laughs> out of time. Uh, the ice cream place is only open till seven o'clock, and we've only got a few minutes to get there. So, might need a time turner uh, to, to get me better <laughs> ice cream before we. This is for celebration, right? It's for celebration. Uh, is it a yes. heck yes? I don't know. For me right now, it's starting to lean towards a heck yes. Is it? Is my body going to my body? My mouth, my tongue is saying heck yes. My body's probably like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, we don't need this, man. Oh, well, we gotta get rid of the gift card. That's true. That's a heck yes. We gotta get rid of the gift card. So, um, all right, friends. Hey, thank you guys so much. Thank you for all the support. We really do appreciate yes. you. And um, again, we have some fun things that we're considering in the future in terms of uh, Patreon. By the way, we're, it's been paused for a little bit mm-hmm. just because we're trying to get our bearings straight here. We're trying to get to spring break, uh, yes. which is coming up here <laughs> at the end of March. We're going to do our giveaway then. Uh, we're looking at maybe even doing some live reads of comments and different things on yes. our our YouTube We're getting page great for, comments on right. YouTube. Page. And we want some extra content for you guys. So we're thinking about kind of reformatting that or making the video version exclusive to Patreon. D- different things. If you guys have ideas or thoughts and you want to send those our way, please do because I would love to to hear what you guys think would be great. Um so oh boy, oh that's an old edit there. Look at this. Last episode I said as messes up the outro for the first time. <laughs> I'm not gonna mess it up this time. So here we go, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94.7 C O Z Y. Uh, we hope that you'll join us in the future. We do thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive potter people that don't be like babbling, bubbling bands. If you don't miss out on the next episode, then be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and follow over I did mess it up. If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You'll find all the links down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you to Luna and back. On our next reread episode, we will begin our journey into the next book of the series, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, I have been waiting to say this. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire with Chapter 1, The Riddle House. 
So make sure you tune back in next time. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us in our shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. of magic professor wizard jedi master next episode we're changing him up date lover for the last time <laughs> intro for gobble of fire gobble of fire Knox. enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.